Hey there, Story Sister. Welcome back to episode 32 of the Power Your Platform podcast. So let me ask you something. When was the last time you enjoyed an ooey gooey s'more? Well, for me, I'll admit it was just this week because s'mores are always in season as far as I'm concerned. But what do s'mores have to do with storytelling, you might ask? Well, today I'm going to share with you my very own recipe for a story s'more. And by the end of this episode, I hope you'll pick up some sweet tips for creating a delicious connection with your audience that keeps them hungry and coming back for s'more. But just before I get into today's episode, I want to invite you to subscribe for our weekly story prompts at powerherplatform.com forward slash subscribe. Once you sign up, you'll get a weekly tasty morsel that helps you build your creativity muscle and create better brand messaging. So be sure to sign up today. And now, are you ready for today's episode? Sweet, let's get cooking. Welcome to Power Your Platform, the podcast for women who are building bold story brands. I'm your host and story coach, Carrie Ramsey. Each week, we'll explore big ideas about brand building and shine a spotlight on courageous women just like you who are owning their story, following their purpose, and changing the world. Whether you're a story starter, a story builder, or a story pro, this podcast is for you. I'll help you move your mindset from uncertain to unstoppable and provide you with the storytelling tools you need to make a real impact. Because we all have a story to tell, and somewhere someone is waiting to hear yours. Join us each week for inspiring interviews, aha moments, and step-by-step action plans that will provide the framework to help you create your very own purpose-driven platform. Are you with me? All right, it's time to power up. Not many people realize this, but the recipe for s'mores cookie sandwiches has actually been around since the 1920s. And here's a fun fact. The first s'mores recipe actually appeared in a Girl Scouts guide called Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. But back then, the treat was actually known as Graham Cracker Sandwiches. So in case you've never heard of a s'more, let me explain the preparation and cooking process. I promise it will only take 60 seconds. First, you take two graham crackers and in between, you slide a layer of chocolate. My favorite is Arrow or Hershey, but doesn't really matter. Next, you wanna toast a marshmallow, preferably over an open campfire if you can. And if not, you can do the cooking of the marshmallow in a toaster oven or even your microwave. Once your marshmallow is toasted, you want to smush together the graham cracker chocolate marshmallow combo. By the way, I'm pretty sure smushing is the technical culinary term, in case you'd like to look it up. (laughs) And then, ah, the sweet taste of that glorious mess of goodness. There's nothing quite like it. But let's break down this recipe further for today's Story S'more cooking lesson. Now, the purpose of a story s'more is to make your content so delicious and your messaging so worthwhile that your audience keeps coming back again and again. So how do we do that? First, 
Let's consider the three ingredients of a traditional s'more. Graham crackers, marshmallows, and chocolate. That's it, just three components. So, hey, you gotta love the simplicity. Today, we're gonna use each of those three s'more ingredients to represent a different technique for creating a message that melts in your audience's mouth and keeps you top of mind. So let's start with the humble graham cracker, which, by the way, was invented by the Reverend Sylvester Graham in the 1800s as a part of a special diet concocted to help him deter lustful thoughts. That's right, you heard that right. <laughs> it's an odd but definitely interesting beginning for what has now become a staple food of campfire gatherings everywhere. You can't make this stuff up. So what importance then does the graham cracker hold in our story s'more scenario? Well, it's really the foundation for the s'more, isn't it? Without the two graham crackers on either side, the marshmallow and the melted chocolate would just create a giant mess. So you really do need to have a start and a finish that holds your message together. The truth is that the graham crackers aren't the star attraction of the show, but they're still very important. So let's consider what needs to come at the beginning of your messaging in order to make sure that it gets noticed. Now, as we discussed in episode 31, it's important to grab your audience's attention when you first reach out to them. You need to let them know that the message you have is for them and that it's worthwhile checking out. So the key here is to keep it simple, sister. Be direct, use as few words as possible to make your point, and where possible, show them that you know who they are and where they're at. And by that, I mean that you need to show your audience what you have to offer and that it's for them specifically. And you can do this by providing them with a quick taste test. For instance, if your paid offer is coaching women who have neglected their own self-care, then you might start with a question like, are you someone who's struggling to make time for self-care? And if they are, they'll know the message is for them and they'll be more likely to pay attention to what you say next. So another part of hooking your audience's attention is to show them how you can relate to where they're at. And hopefully you can. In fact, many times, that's why people get into business in the first place, to solve a pain point that they themselves have experienced. So to help establish a connection and hook your audience, you could add a couple of short sentences like, I know how you feel because I've been in your shoes. For years, my own lack of self-care left me physically, mentally, and emotionally depleted. Wow, now they're listening, right? Sharing with your audience that you can relate to them because you were them can go a long way to creating a message that grabs their attention right out of the gate and helps them tune in to what comes next. Another tip for hooking your audience at the start of your message is to use simple language. In other words, you wanna avoid industry jargon and complicated acronyms. You also wanna to try to make your message conversational. So that just makes it more natural as if you're talking directly to them. And a final strategy to hook your audience is to make your message personal. 
So use the words you or your if you can. Don't talk about your audience in the third person as if they're over there somewhere, right? Instead, start a conversation directly with your audience. For instance, you'll notice in the statements that I've already shared that I said, are you someone who's struggling to make time for self-care? I also said, I know how you feel because I've been in your shoes. So even though I'm talking about myself in those couple sentences, I'm relating my experience right back to my client. Remember, your audience is the focus of attention in your messaging, not you, not your paid offer. They are the hero, you are the guide, and your product is the solution. And by the way, that's from Donald Miller's book, Building a Story Brand, in case you're not familiar with it. Definitely check it out. So once we've hooked our audience, it's time to sweeten the deal. So this means that we're going to move to the next stage of the story s'more. So what do I mean by sweetening the deal? This basically means that we need to show our audience the value that they're going to receive by listening to our message. And this be, could be considered, you know, that delicious chocolatey part of the story s'more. What we need to sweeten this story then is a value statement. And the purpose of a value statement is to show your audience the transformation or the value that they're going to find inside the story solution that you're offering. So in our mini example that we've been exploring in this episode, if you've done your research and you know the women you're looking to reach who are stressed out and can't focus on work, plus they're exhausted and depressed because they're neglecting their own self-care, well, then your message increases in value when you address each of those pain points. So what does this look like? Well, a sample value statement might be, by prioritizing your own self-care, you can decrease your stress level, increase your productivity, and live a healthier, happier life. So you're essentially letting your audience members know what the outcome will be if they follow the steps in the solution that you provide. And in that statement of value, you're addressing the things they're struggling with, right? Low stress or high stress levels, low productivity, depression, etc. right? And it's important here that you realize that you don't want to offer your audience a super long list of benefits, right? At this point, because that would be overwhelming. Instead, stick to the rule of three. Remember our recent bonus episode on Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Well, in that episode, we talked about the rule of three and how three is the smallest recognizable pattern in the human brain. So sweeten your message by offering no more than three direct benefits. Again, this helps to keep it simple. So to recap what we've learned so far, our story s'more includes a foundational opening sequence of statements that hook our audience, followed by sweetening the deal with a value statement that they can relate to. So for the next portion of the message, we want to make sure that our audience has something sticky to take with them. So think of this part as the gooey marshmallow in the middle of your story s'more. In this case, stickiness refers to the likelihood that your audience is going to remember your message and carry it with them. And there are a few ways that we can do this. 
For instance, you could give them an indicator that the message you're about to share isn't going to take long time to digest. An example would be, to help you move from exhausted to energized, I've got three simple tips to help you carve out more me time in your calendar. Well, the fact that we've told them that there are only three tips, and by the way, they're simple, should actually grab their attention. And also there's a promise that they're probably going to be able to remember them because there's only three. And by the way, did you catch that little writing trick that I used back there a moment ago? I said, from exhausted to energized, right? Exhausted starts with an E. Energized starts with an E. We call that alliteration. And it's an effective writing technique because it's pleasing to the ear and it's also easier to remember. So you might want to consider this little trick in your message as well because it's sticky. Finally, a third strategy for creating a sticky message in the marshmallow part of our story s'more is to package it in a way that's easy to remember. I do this a lot, actually, in the Power Your Platform podcast, in case you hadn't noticed. If you're a regular listener, then you know that I'm a fan of mnemonics, which are basically words that stand for a series of phrases or ideas. Mnemonics help audience members remember the key points of what you're trying to say by representing them with a single word. So in the case that we're talking about here, where we're trying to help women carve out more time for their self-care, we could use a mnemonic like the word time, because time relates directly to what we're trying to do. We're trying to help them carve out more me time. So time is spelled, of course, T-I-M-E. And in this case, the word could stand for T. Take a closer look at your calendar. I. Include time for at least one act of self-care a day. M. Make a monthly date with a friend or romantic partner. And E. Experience a new way of living. So I'm no self-care expert. That's just off the top of my head, but you get the idea. We've taken a word that relates to the pain point and the solution that the women are experiencing, and we create a mnemonic, something very simple that the audience can jot down or keep track of the steps in their own mind without too much struggle. Being able to remember these key steps makes the message sticky. And when a message is sticky, people are more likely to remember it and follow it. And when they follow it, they're more likely to actually see the promised transformation take place. And you know what happens after that? They become raving fans of your method and they tell other people. And pretty soon word of mouth spreads and you're fully booked or sold out. So yeah, it pays to be sticky. Now, the final step in the story s'more comes back around to that second graham cracker, right? Which is on the bottom. And here we want to say that we want to close off our messaging, in this case, with a call to action. So we've talked in other episodes of this podcast about the importance of giving your audience a next step once they reach the end of your messaging, right? Once they know what you have to offer and they're motivated to pursue it. Again, it's important to keep your call to action super simple and to the point in plain language. 
To do this, you want to use an action word that's simple and direct. And where possible, add a note of urgency, maybe by including a word like now or today. So here are a few examples of calls to action. Click here to learn more. Join now. Subscribe today. Check it out here. Get started now, right? It's, it's an endless list, actually. You get the idea? The important thing is to always include a call to action at the end of your messaging in order to answer the audience's inevitable question, now what? So in the example of the self-care messaging that we've been building throughout this episode, we could use the following call to action. Download your free time saver guide now. Simple, right? We've used an action word, download. We've also used the word your, implying that the time saver guide already belongs to them. They just need to claim it. So we've made it personal, like we outlined back in step number two. In our call to action, we've also referred to the time saver guide, which relates to our memorable mnemonic that we created, T-I-M-E. We've also mentioned that the Time Saver Guide is free, by the way, which allows them to taste test our services before actually buying anything. And finally, we've used the word now to suggest urgency. All right, so if we put all the parts of our story s'more together, let's see what we get. Are you ready? Here we go. Are you someone who's struggling to make time for self-care? If so, I know how you feel because I've been in your shoes. For years, my own lack of self-care left me physically, mentally, and emotionally depleted. But here's the thing. By prioritizing your own self-care, you can decrease your stress level, increase your productivity, and live a healthier, happier life. To help you move from exhausted to energized, I've got three simple tips to help you carve out more me time in your calendar. I've included these tips inside my free time saver guide, which is designed to help you get your own priorities in check. Download your free time saver guide now. So what do you think? Is it simple? Is it sweet? Is it sticky? Right? So if you want, you can try this method, uh, this method with your own messaging challenge, whatever that might be. And I'd love to hear what you come up with because I'd love to sample your story s'more. So get cooking, sister. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode today. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to rate and review Power Your Platform on Apple Podcasts to help us expand our reach and make a broader impact with our message. We'd be so grateful if you did. And until next time, keep owning your story, following your purpose, and raising your voice because the world is waiting to hear your story. <laughs>